All right, welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. I am Frank Goodman. And Martha. Hello, Martha. Hi, Frank. How you doing? I'm doing just great. Hey, look, tonight, it feels like New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve to me, I think because of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday celebration, a holiday tomorrow. Yes. And you can kind of feel it in the air that a lot of things are going to take place, how people are going to observe his holiday. So we're going out on the front porch tonight. So let's go out on the front porch and just cover whatever we feel is necessary. And then we'll see where we go. Sounds good to me. So let me get my lemonade. <laughs> so so here we are. We're about to celebrate Dr. King's holiday tomorrow. True. What kind of things are going through your mind as you think about the holiday? Well, I always think about what a remarkable person he was. Mm-hmm. And I also think about how much he gave to us as a people and how I think if he were living, he would be saddened by what he sees us doing on his day. Hmm. Because I don't think we do enough for the community. I think we do a lot for ourselves. And uh, that's not to be critical of people wanting to do for themselves, but at some point, he was about the community. And I think he would expect us to pick up his mantle and be more about the community and not in a superficial way, doing things that are concrete that are lasting within the community. What do you think? Well, number one, I think that when you said that he was about the community, he paid the ultimate price. Mm-hmm. So we know that he was about the community because I just had this conversation earlier today and I was saying, He and Malcolm and so many others, they didn't just know they were going to die as far as life expectancy. They knew they were going to be killed. They literally knew they were going to be killed. And they didn't stop. Right. It's it's like Jesus, right? He knew he was going to be crucified. He knew it. And he had to make the choice to continue. That's right. Those guys didn't say, well, look, this is getting a little hot and heavy. I need to step back. Even when their spouses wanted them to live, they were appointed Mm -hmm. to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So it's no question that they were about the community and what their sacrifice was because the environment and the time in which they lived, they knew they were going to be killed. You know, in a way, when you said that, it made me think. Christ knew his mission. Right. And it was a mission that he was on. Right. And sometimes we take it for granted that it wasn't a mission, but it was. Yeah. And it was a mission to save us. Right.
And I think when you look at Malcolm or you look at Martin, you see that they understood that they had a mission. And they cried. They cried. That's right. And they questioned themselves at times, just like Jesus did. Yep. But they knew that they had to complete the mission. That's right. But what neither one did, including Jesus, well, he kind of asked us to follow him, Mm -hmm. to follow his lead. But Malcolm and Martin never get a chance to say, follow my lead. Mm -hmm. They were leading by example. They were. And it's that leading by example that we are missing today. Because I think we don't lead by example. I think there are a lot of things going on, Martha. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to turn it back over to you. I think that we are kind of, we are not evaluating what has taken place. I think we get into trivia questions. We get into whether you have more knowledge of specific events. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that we are evaluating what has taken place. That's, that's a good assessment. I don't think we are evaluating because we don't stop long enough you know, it's like we don't sit down and just smell the coffee or the roses. Right. When you sit down and you give yourself a break, you have a, t- a little bit of time to think about something or swirl it around in your head a little bit and get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. But we're not doing that because we're not giving ourselves the time to sit down and just think. Mm-hmm. We're jumping from one thing to the next. We're constantly on a treadmill running somewhere that we don't even know where it is. And we need to, we need to get off the treadmill and take a break sometimes. And, and see, part of that is the reason why I use the word evaluate mm-hmm. is because you and I have already established through several episodes that we do not approach these episodes without bringing out bringing our ancestors with us without True. applying our skills and research knowledge through genealogy mm-hmm. so we apply that so as much as we learn about genealogy and finding new family members and understanding history placing our families in the timelines of history we have this ability now to evaluate. Yes. And last evening, I watched the movie Mississippi Burning. And it's kind of like watching The Wizard of Oz from the standpoint, it comes on every year. Yeah. We know we're going to, you know, see it. It's going to be available. And last mm-hmm. night, I stumbled across, across it on PBS. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I grabbed a notebook. Mm-hmm. I grabbed a notepad mm-hmm. and I said, I have to pay attention to the names of those who were lynched, those who were castrated. Mm-hmm. I had to look at the houses that, was, that were burned. 
I had to pay attention to those who were members of the KKK. What was, mm-hmm. what was the name of the sheriff? What was the name of the mayor? I had to pay attention to so many things. And I started off by saying, wait a minute. This happened in 1964. Slavery ended in 1865. Right. How long has this been going on since the end of slavery? (laughs) And that was the question I had to ask myself immediately. And it was sad to realize that it had been going on for 99 years. That kind of behavior and living under those kind of conditions had been taking place for 99 years following slavery. It is breathtaking when you think about it in those terms. But like you, I love to see things in terms of time in history. Right. And... Unlike you, I round up. So 99 to me is 100. Mm -hmm. So you're saying for 100 years, this occurred. But part of me, when when you mentioned that you had watched it, I I spent the day watching it. Mm -hmm. And I had forgotten so much of the movie. Mm -hmm. But I I thought about the fact that I had lived through the events. Mm. Not that I was living in Mississippi, but I remember the newspapers and the and the talk of the missing three young men. Hmm. It was a big thing that someone who had went to register people to vote could be treated in such a manner. And in particularly because not all of them were African American. Two were Caucasian and one African-American. But it also brought me to think, we haven't come far. You know, it went underground, those events in people's lives, because like you always point out, within those that community, everybody knew who did it. Mm-hmm. People lived in the household. The wife, I had forgotten about her ex. And I, I like Frances McDormand. That was the first role I paid attention to mm-hmm. that she did. And she was a wife. And she had to live with someone who was so full of hate that it, it, it bruised her as well. Hate, there's no cure for hate. You know, that's the sad part. There's no cure for hate. And what we see is that hate has gone underground and unnoticed and it is festering in America's soil, it's festering in its people, it's festering in everything we do, so that hate is bubbling to the surface again. But we have to really dissect that history. We have to dissect it because, and that's the reason why I grabbed the notepad. Mm -hmm. Because, number one, I've always said to you, whenever you take a a picture and make a postcard of a lynching, you're mm-hmm. not afraid of the law. That means that the law is with you. Mm-hmm. Because when you 
take a picture next to someone you have lynched and you send it around and the police and everybody else gets to see it and no one is arrested, no one is indicted, no one is anything, that means that it was allowed to happen. Yes. So at one part of the movie, Anderson said to Ward, the two FBI agents, Mm-hmm. Anderson said to Ward, we're not going to get anything. We cannot approach this hoping that we would be able to get a murder trial in the state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. We will have to try to get it to the federal level for a civil rights violation. True. So you think about it. 99 years and you round it off to 100, of that type of treatment, the federal government knew about it. No one did anything. The state did nothing. And you ended up convicting them for civil rights violations, not for the murder, not for burning down houses, not for castration, not right. for anything else, just a civil rights violation. Now, that's the law. So if that's the way the law is in America, that is the America we had to live under. So now, so we've spoken about how people always say to African Americans, that was the past, let it go. It went on too long. <laughs> now it's, we had an African American and two Jewish kids. Now this is this is no point on anything other than the fact that family, the Goodman family, was allowed to call the people to task, mm-hmm. and they didn't stop until the the one person who was involved in the shooting and that murder was arrested mm-hmm. and given 60 years imprisonment. And he died in prison. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what we do, we'll say, hey, let it go. Everyone always encourage us, let it go. Forget it. Put the past behind you. But they didn't stop. They continued on until that gentleman was indicted and convicted. But nothing was ever done to that Mississippi judge who sat up there and said, I'm going to waive that sentence. That's right. Nothing. You know, listening to you and listening and having watched the movies again to refresh my memory, it made me think of what white privilege means. Mm-hmm. Because when you looked at it from just the standpoint of white privilege, you could go out in public. You could malign people, kill them, and no one held you to task for it because of privilege. When you think about it, 
They only got nine convictions out of that. Mm-hmm. There were a total of 19 people involved. Right. But only nine people got convicted. That's right. And when you looked at the sentences that they got for murder of three people, it was seven years in some cases. Because it was civil rights violations. But you see, that's where our government has failed us. Mm -hmm. Because if that was... A state violation of civil rights, it should have been a heavier penalty. Even with the murder of people, it should have been a heavier penalty. Mm -hmm. But the laws are not written that way. And you have to ask yourself, all the lawmakers, why don't we have stronger laws written? Why haven't laws been enacted to ensure that people can live their lives without threat. But Martha, this is what I'm saying. 1964, a lot of people are still living. That's right. They're still living. And we're saying, leave leave it alone, the past is the past. But what I'm saying is, is that Goodman's family didn't see it that way. Okay, Goodman's family, his baby brother, and his mother didn't see it that way. They said, we are going after the murderers until they are convicted. And they were allowed to do that. But from 1964, Mm -hmm. some people are still alive today. That's true. Yeah. Now, there were houses burned down. There were hangings. There, were, there was castration. There mm-hmm. were a lot of violations. Human body, we're not talking about civil rights. We're talking about a violation of a person's body, a violation of a person's life. Some people are still alive today. But then it raises the question of why are we so quick to forget? We're not, we're not evaluating it. We're just speaking on things. And tomorrow, on his holiday, we're going to speak on things. But we're not going to do a thorough evaluation of what we have done and what we have not done. Right. Well, we don't make an accounting, do we? No. You know, one of the things that is necessary to grow is to make an accounting mm-hmm. of how you have done things in the past so you can do them better in the future. But we can't even get to the point we're so stuck on forgiveness That is not the answer. Forgiveness is not the answer. Right. Forgiveness is a Band-Aid. Because forgiveness allows that person to go on, and they don't have to feel contrite or forgiving. Right. You're giving them the path. 
by forgiving them. Mm -hmm. We need to stop or learn how to know when to forgive and when to exercise a demand for justice. That's right. You know, we, we, if you say justice, most of us will say, well, vengeance is God's plan. You have to leave it to God. That's true in some respects, but God gives you the right to protect yourself. He doesn't tell you to just turn the, sometimes he says turn the other cheek, but that's nice. But you only got two cheeks, right? Look, David Goodman, who is the brother of Goodman, mm -hmm. okay, David Goodman said, my mother did not agree to go after this man or the murderers out of revenge, right? And then said she didn't believe in capital punishment of, of an execution. Mm -hmm. So she didn't fight for an execution. She fought for the conviction. But she wanted justice nonetheless. She wanted justice nonetheless. Okay. So I'm so, saying that nothing was done concerning Cheney other than when they sentenced this person, they gave him 20 years for each person that added to 60 years. Mm -hmm. But we did not account for Cheney's family. We did not account for the houses that were burned down. <laughs> so I'm repeating myself, right? So I'm saying accountability and evaluation. I'm gonna I'm gonna make one statement about Cheney because mm -hmm. I was very interested in Cheney. Mm -hmm. And to their credit, both the Goodman and Schwerner family mm -hmm. ensured that Cheney's family moved out of that state of Mississippi mm -hmm. and brought them to New York. Mm -hmm. So they were they gave they they funded them. They made sure they funded them for school. Mm -hmm. So the children and the brothers and sisters of Cheney all went to school in New York mm -hmm. at the expense of the Schwerner and Goodman families. Mm -hmm. That was something I didn't know until I dug further into it. Mm -hmm. And I think Ben, ben Jr., which is Cheney's brother, he eventually was part of the Black Panther Party, and he went on to do other things in his life. But the Goodmans did, I don't know why they chose to do it, but they did the right thing, I think, by getting that family out of Mississippi. And they did the right thing to hold the people accountable. That's right. That's right. They did the right to, thing to hold see, people accountable. That's where holding accountable is the key word that you're saying, because that equals justice in some sense. That's right. It is not vengeance. You see, we have to separate, and I know I've talked about it so long that we often use wrong words, and they give off a different meaning. Mm -hmm. And they weren't looking for vengeance, but right. they were looking for justice. They were looking for justice. Okay, so there's a difference between vengeance and justice. Mm -hmm. And we should not equate the two things. Right. And we should learn from things that have happened to us in the past, but we seem to bury it 
under forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I don't think we need to continue to forgive people who did us wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, forgiveness is fine, but justice is what you need. And justice doesn't always have to equal monetary gain. Because in a sense, getting a monetary reward for something, a tragedy, does not bring that person back. Mm -hmm. And it does not help the community at large. It helps the individual who gets the money. Now, if that person turns around and does something extraordinary for the community, then yes, it helps the community. But in most instances, people who get cash rewards for anything that happens bad in their families do not give back to the community. Perfect example to me are people who died in 9-11. I worked in Wall Street during 9-11. Those families got loads of money, and they didn't do anything for the community at large. So monetary gain is not the answer. Maybe the answer is always to seek justice. Okay, so on that note, Martha... We're there again. We're there. Well, on that note, I'm going to say to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed our conversation. The iced tea was great. No, actually, it was lemonade. That was great. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to ask you to always know that we love you. We love you. And we're going to ask you to always be good. And be good.